Blog Talk Radio. Growing up, but 
yeah, it sort of just works out that way. Yes, yeah, happy wife, happy life. Yeah, exactly. 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 Now, speaking of happy, I, I have to say that I'm extremely happy being a Colts fan that Andrew Luck is throwing the football around. What what's your take on all this? Do you think that him throwing the football is obviously a good thing, but do you think his shoulder is gonna bear the brunt of the sixteen game schedule? Um yeah, I think I think so. As far as I understand how the injury works, it's more of a uh, rotation or, or mobility than strength. So if he has the mobility to throw the ball, um, his arm should hold up to, um, what, 30 passes. I mean, I'm, I'm sure a, a game – we'll see how uh, the Colts want to run their, their offense. I'm not sure – I don't think they'll want to have him throw any more than 30, 35 passes a game, so – and that's a good point. I think that it's they're going to be limited. I think at first to see how he responds. So they're not going to be, I think, a passing offense that is normally Andrew Luck's kind of thing. Where they just rely on him, put the game on his shoulders, and see what he does. I think they're going to limit him to see how how much he can respond and how well he responds, giving these running backs. Now the the hard thing that I'm seeing right now is that they released or Frank Gore became free agent, one or the other. He's not with the team anymore, regardless of the situation. And they have Marlon Mack, uh, Naheem Hines and Wilkins. Now Wilkins is sort of a Frank Gore kind of back. Both, uh, both Wilk, um, not Wilkins, um, Naheem Hines and Marlon Mack are your typical third down type of back. But you have two rookies and a sophomore. Can they re- really rely on, on those kind of players to give Andrew Luck uh, a break? Or maybe break's a bad word for his shoulders. But um, do you, or do you think that that they have this plan all ahead and are, are not really um, concerned about that? Now, as far as I understand, uh, the Colts have a, a decent offensive line now. Uh, the last couple of years, yeah, it's kind, of, kind of poor. But as far as I know, they have a defense, good uh, offensive line. So I think that's what it's going to rely on um, his uh, left tackle um, and things like that to protect them more than his uh, running backs. Though um, any standard, you know, baseline running back should know the play and should know the first person to pick up, which is the inside guy coming in um, rather than the outside. So. Um, we'll see how you know how they how fast that the running backs are able to pick up the offense and uh, move on. That's going to happen through the preseason. So once we get a couple of good looks at the preseason games, we'll uh, they'll be able to decide that then. But uh, for now, and probably in in the near future, I'm relying heavy on the offensive line to do that. Yeah, yeah. Also, they'll probably what they'll end up doing is putting either Jack Doyle or Eric Ebron, they really like the tight end to sort of feel, fulfill that fullback role, um, almost like an H-back where he can go out and catch passes. But, yeah, that's going to be really important. Also, can you know, the running backs and how they carry the ball, too, they're going to have to have a good running game to sort of give Andrew Luck that break in uh, throwing so that – 
they don't have to just go, okay, well, our running game is poor. Now we need to rely on the passing game, which at this point right now, we just really don't know how how that's going to work out for them. Now, would you avoid Andrew Luck in a fantasy league, or do you think now that he's throwing the ball that he should be where he is? Uh, I believe that not only does the uh, quarterback need to be special as far as a number one or, you know, for a first-round pick or something, uh, or a second-round pick, but um, he also has to have some – Special people uh, receiving the ball too, and yeah, I'm not sure if he has more than just one receiver. That's you know a special receiver. Uh, we're gonna have to see that in the preseason too. Um, if he's able to um, have you know, at least two receivers able to um, make some uh, spectacular things happen, for me to be picking or or think about me picking luck high in the draft. Yeah, and that and that's the thing too. I mean, outside of T.Y. Hilton, Jack Doyle didn't really come onto the map until last year, and a lot of people are speculating that Eric Ebron is going to be someone that is going to take away a lot of stuff from Jack Doyle. So, yeah, it's definitely something that both, you know, outside of that, there's really they have Deion Kane, who's a rookie. Uh, Ryan Grant, who came over from Washington, and he never really panned out or uh, out of anything. So, yeah, it's it, the receivers there are not special outside of T.Y. Hilton. So we'll, we'll see, but that's a very good point. Now, on some quarterbacking bad news, Jameis Winston, I guess, through the NFL, was found guilty that he committed this crime. Uh, you said last week, and I sort of agree with you, and also NFL uh, Talk Gom, I think Good Morning Football said, uh, they, they, they kind of agreed with you too, that the Bucks should literally look into releasing him. No, you know who it was? It was Terrell, Terrell Davis. He said that. that, that now I remember. Terrell Davis said Buccaneers should uh, release him. So, um, what you said. And what Obviously, that's not the case, or they would have released him. What's your thoughts on the fact of what Buccaneers are doing and this whole situation now that Winston has been found guilty of this crime through the NFL? Well, it seems to me that, um, from what I understand, Jameis Winston actually apologized to the driver. So by him apologizing to the driver, it says that there was something that he did wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, I know that Jameis Winston is apologizing because everybody in the world is telling him, man, you got to apologize. At least, you know, try to make face of what you're doing here. I don't think Jameis Winston feels like he did anything wrong. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, that he was found guilty. So, you know, I don't, I'm not sure why it's up to, up to – why is it up to three games? I don't understand. Why is it not just three games? But I, I think that's the next step is to find out exactly how many games he's going to get through his appeals and everything else. But he's not even he's not even guaranteed to, to lose the max of three games, which should be like six in my opinion. But 
So we'll find out more as far as uh, how many games he's actually going to be suspended for, and uh, we'll go there. But, yeah, I agree with uh, uh, TD that he needs to uh, move on and, you know, maybe uh, – you know what? There, there's a, um, a league out there that a lot of people are who are no longer in the NFL. They're, they're playing you know, flag football. So maybe he could yeah, like, play some flag football. I don't know. <laughs> He'd be really good, you know. Uh, him and Michael Vick can so. really hang out and become friends and talk about all the crimes that they commit. And you know, I think I think he'd find a really good peer in, in Michael Vick. Yeah, sounds like it. If that's what you know, that's the ride he wants to take in, in his life. So we'll see. Now, are you are you disappointed with it, with him, and or do you think that a lot of his hard hardships are coming from the fact that he isn't a great talent? Not not that you would do that, but we know the game as well, baseball. I mean, all sports, right? If you could perform greatly on on the field, you're sort of given a pass in life of committing crimes. So, do you think that's having a play at all? I mean, obviously, he isn't a a so-called, so-called bust yet, but um, do you think because of his name and because of his recognition, he's sort of getting um, a lighter sentence because of that? Well, you know, I think Michael Irvin can answer that question a little bit better than I could. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's absolutely true. A lot of um, players who are high caliber such as James Winston. And James Winston is a um, a factor on the football field. Don't get me wrong. He, if he's stepping on the football field, he's gonna he's gonna uh, be able to play. But he's he also has to earn his his contract money. And there's no there's no one out there who's um, willing to pay this guy what he his name calls for now, which he's tarnishing day for day. But so. And that's what happens a lot is a lot of people get build a big name and their their contracts or what they're requ- requesting just doesn't fit what they're um what they're able to put on the field or um the being the case of a quarterback, you have to be well rounded on and off the field. And Jameis Winston's not, so it needs to go. But he's not he's gonna stay around. He better win some games, or you know, he's. I don't think he'll be around next year. That's for sure. Yeah, and what? How do? How do you? If you're if you're the wide receiver for the team, how do you relate to that? How do you relate to him being the captain of the team, and then he's not smart enough, or uh, has enough morals, or whatever his issues may be that he can't keep himself from committing a crime. Can you trust him outside of that? Or, I mean, how do you deal with someone that, that you just can't trust? Well, I think off the field, they just, um, anyone who's smart doesn't want to hang out or be next to, um, Jameis Winston at this point, anyone on the, on the field, if you're a court receiver, it's just Keystone Johnson, give me the damn ball type attitude. You know, it doesn't really matter. Just, you know, what you did off the field, just uh, get me the damn ball. Okay, so you, you, you sort of like work personal relationship where 
okay, you know what, dude, just stay the hell away from me. Um, I ain't going to invite you to my birthday party. And, you know, um, when we're on the field, then you better, you know, shape up and and not make me look um, poor or hang me out to dry or we'll have even more issues. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, the, the owner owner doesn't really care about anything. He just wants to win. Um, but he can't do that if his $100 million quarterback is off, you know, suspended. So the owner's, you know, highly upset. And everyone else is highly upset with them. So Brandon just better be an altar boy and, uh, and also win some football games. Now, what what if you're the owner of the Tampa Bay? Can't you suspend him for three games, or do you think that would tarnish your in, image even more so, considering the fact that the NFL already suspended him, or let's just say he, he does all three games? I, I mean, to me, I, I, I'd want a consequence in myself because he's already tarnishing my image by doing what he's doing because he, his name is tied to my brand. Right. So, and, and I think it's either a, more of a black or white response. Either you kick them off the football team or you just take what the league gives you. Okay. So, if, now, if they, they suspend him three games, let's just say, and the owner suspends him for another three games, why, what's wrong with that? Why, why do you say that it has to be a black or white issue? Because if you're if you're uh, suspending them for six games, I mean that's that's a season. So I mean, okay. you might as well say, okay, I want you know, I, I'm flushing the season down the drain, which is a, a you know a lot of money. So if it's the season down the drain, you might as well just over and get another quarterback. So you you're know? saying it costs you more. I heard. It costs I heard Brett more- Mar- you know, that might be a, uh, an option. I don't know. <laughs> Brett Favre or uh, John Kitna or uh, Jeff mm-hmm. George. There, there might be someone for you. Jeff George might might want to come back and and say, "Hey, you know, I'm, I'm available." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why not? Those, those guys talking about never learning how to hang it up. You know, another thing that Terrell Davis said too was the fact that if Fitzpatrick plays well in the three games or so that that Winston is gone, then they might just stick with Fitzpatrick. But then that also it, it touches on your point about the money. Do you, so do you think that if Fitzpatrick plays well, it doesn't matter, he's gone because obviously nobody's going to pay a ticket to, to watch Fitzpatrick? Or do you think that if they're winning, there's more value in, in the winning than there is in who's Quarterbacking the team. No, if they're winning, if they're three and zero, they're definitely that. that I mean, if they're three and zero, that's a good question. But I still think that um, Winston comes back. Now, if they no, go three so and two after going three and zero, you know, then I mean, because Jameis Winston's he's He's getting on thin ice here. He might just get pulled. You never know. But Fitzpatrick is what, like forty? Another person kicking into that theater. He's like forty something years old. 
Yeah, he's pretty old. 39 or something. He's he's really old too. So I can't. I mean, I honestly don't see him doing well, you know, anymore. He's a good backup. That's it. I mean, he'll 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 win maybe. If you're, I don't know what the first three games are. To be honest, and I should know, but I don't know the first three games that they're playing. Um, so that probably plays a factor too. Yeah, they're playing a couple, a couple good teams. They're playing the Saints, the Giants, and I want to say the Eagles. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I know those three games are pretty, pretty. Uh, are going to be good good matchups, um, and so if if the, he can go all three games, and obviously he's he's performing well, it's not like they're playing. I don't know what's a really poor team yeah. off the top if, of my if head. He but, beat, uh, if he can beat the Saints and the Eagles, he can beat the Saints and the Eagles. Then that's a lot because those are two. Uh, those are two teams on the good side of, of bad and good. They're definitely on the good side of um, of a quality team. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, I, I think if he can do that, then he's definitely proven himself. And you know, why why would you pull someone? I, I would I'd be really shocked though, to see Jameis yeah. Winston still on the bench. <laughs> that that would be yeah. That'd I mean, be quite he's, interesting. He's making, too, he's making too much money. He's yeah, making too much money. Uh, and even if they make, let's just say, when, let's just say that Fitzpatrick goes out, blows the doors off, which he he's capable of doing. He he's done this before. He's just not a consistent quarterback. Uh, he blows the doors right. off those three games, and the fourth game comes in, and he's playing poor. He's given up three interceptions, maybe even two. I don't see Jameis Winston on the sidelines and the coach going, okay, well, it was a bad game, you know, whatever. He's our starting quarterback. I, I see him. I see them pulling the pulling the hook um, quicker than quick than anything else. So um, to say that Winston's going to not be a quarterback, a starting quarterback after week, I don't know, six, it would be, I think, the most you can probably say as far as how long he'll be out of this out for the season. Yeah, he won't he won't sit that long. That'd be crazy. Even if they're even if they're um four and oh, five and oh, he's not he's not gonna sit game six or game five. I you know, I don't see it. Even if they're four and oh, I mean he's not gonna sit game five. Just too much too much money you're spending on this one guy. You might, if you do sit him for three games you might as, again you might as well just release him. You don't want to pay his contract. Yeah, that's true. Unless you have to pay it anyways, and it's guaranteed. I I don't know the his stipulations yeah, or not. Trade them or and have to pay a little bit. I don't know. Or not release them because yeah, you probably do have to uh, pay on some money. But if the game if the season starts, but it'll trade them or something. Somebody will want them. I guarantee you. I'm sure the Cleveland Browns would take them. You know, they take everybody, all the quarterback. It doesn't matter. You know, in the NFL, they probably played at least once. So, well, they got they got RG three over there now. So there, there you go. Yeah, 
he'll play for like three games, and then they'll pick up Jameis Winston, and Jameis Winston will finish the season, and they'll pick another quarterback in the first round again. Yeah. They haven't had much luck with, with their quarterbacks. So maybe Baker Mayfield will be different. I don't know. But right now, their, their track record is garbage. It's really bad. Bernard Kozar was good. Kozar was good. Yeah, that was yeah, their last good a, one. Too. That's a lot. Yeah, that was our last good one. That was like '85, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember mm-hmm. him. He always do sidearm too, so maybe they need a sidearm quarterback. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> something that that yeah, anything that that can figure out how to work that they're gonna do. You know, you know what's interesting. You remember, and you might know this. I don't know, but you remember that. Uh, Dan Marino play where he fake spiked it against the Jets and then threw for threw the winning touchdown. Yeah, yeah, he uh, faked it, right? You know who, yeah, you know who told him that play? No. Bernie Kozar. Really? Yeah. No kidding. That's cool. You know, it yeah. shows you how how long ago you know we're talking about as far as Cleveland having a decent quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Dan Marino's big spike in the ball and is actually relevant in the league. Yeah, you know. Now, um, let's talk about your team for a bit and Jarek McKinnon. It seems like, I mean, I've gone on maybe four or five different ADP lists, and they're all having him as a 14, 12 to 14 um, running back. So, He's mm-hmm. definitely, if you're in a 12-team league, he's probably verge number one uh, quarterback for your team. Like not not quarterback, running back for your team. Um, yeah, very possible. Then I, then I go to NFL.com, and they have him ranked 31st. What, what are your thoughts about McKinnon uh, and either him being 31st or 14th? Um. No, I think I think he'll be ranked around 14th. Only because you know if they if they said um, you know a running quarterback, it'd be different. But they have Garoppolo, who's three step drop, three step drop, three step drop, and McKinnon can catch the ball. Talking about a person who's uh, who's got really good hands, so I think they're going to be using that. Um, as a drop-off, the, um, or at least as an option, especially on third downs. Um, so, yeah, I think McKinnon is probably um, ranked 14. I don't know why NFL.com um, has got him so low, but, um, I mean, he, he's he's good weight. He's, he's a perfect, you know, he's small. He's only he's five uh, nine, so he's going to fit well uh, hiding behind the, the offensive lineman when he's running the ball for like trying to get inside for like three four yards, and he can catch the ball on the outside. So uh, um, I think he's an all around football player. Well, I I I don't like him at all to be honest with you. I I, I don't think he should be thirty first. I think he, he definitely should be 20th around there. Uh, I That would probably be the earliest I'd buy him. 
Um, what I feel comfortable with is probably 22, 23. Um, so you're, you're picking him just, in the third or fourth round. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah, fourth round pick. Yeah, at a twelve team league. Yeah, around. I would say around the fourth or fifth round. Absolutely. Um, I just he, he he's not he's not a full time runner. He's he, he, that's why he's never become a full time runner. Um, he, well, he was with the Minnesota. Niners that haven't played. Niners haven't slated as their number one back. Yeah, they. They could slate him as the number one back. Sure. I mean, that doesn't mean he can be. We'll see. I mean, I think because of Garoppolo, it changes the changes his stats. I think he, he's – I think I'll agree with you on the fact that he's a PPR um, receiver out of the backfield. I can I can agree with that. I just – I just don't see him doing anything other than catching 60 balls. I just don't see him adding to the team running running the football at, at all. I mean, the last two years, he's averaged 3.8 and 3.9 yards per carry, which is the D mark. Um, you definitely want your running backs averaging 4 to 4.1 yards per carry. Uh, he's, you know, he, he's just not a full-time runner. He's just not. So, why should I trust him to be so by the 49ers? Yeah, but I mean, all right. So you're telling me if the if the running back gets four point or so if he gets four point two yards carry on average, obviously that's better than a running back who gets three point eight yards per carry, right? A lot better, right? I mean, because now you're handing him the ball more often. Because if this guy's getting me four yards carry, I'm giving him we're a running team. Flat out we're gonna be a running team. So he's gonna be getting the ball, you know, five more, six more times than the person getting three point eight yards a game. So if that's the case, uh if it's the guy gets um the ball six more times, right? Twenty four uh, 25. That's 25 yards a game. And what is it normally for, or what is, what's the um, stat? So 25 yards a game. Either the, um, some team, some league depends on, that's what it depends on. So it depends on your league. If you're a five yard per point um, league, then you're going to have to drop them down. But if you're either he gets the ball 100 yards, and that's your points. You get six points or something. Then you know it depends on what how you score it. But um, now, if you're in a PPR, you're gonna want him a lot higher than I would say. I would say he's around your 14, 15 um, back selected, just because of the PPR and Garoppolo. Now, if you're a straight yards, you know, then I can see as pick 30, yeah. So, but the difference is he's going to be getting you 25 um, less yards than your um, one through seven back, for sure. I think okay. it works out to be about 25 yards less than you know your one through seven back. So it depends on your how you, uh, everyone wants to score their 
their uh, running backs and have, you know, but that's the, that's what's expected. So, are you saying he's going to average around sixty-five yards a game? I'm saying he's going to average around yeah, seventy-five, eighty yards a game. But he's going and to catch the ball. He's going to he's going to catch he's going to catch four four to five balls a game. Wow. And he's going to get like okay. 35, 35 uh, receiving yards a game. Okay. So you're thinking he's going to be around the 100 yard mark, averaging about 100 yards total, 100 total yards per game. Yeah. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then he's definitely worth a pick 14. I mean, I got about it. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I don't know. That's, that's I just have a hard time seeing that. that. I mean, I don't eighty yards. Eighty yards at a person who's ranking banking three point nine yards uh, a carry, right? So I can see. Well, I can see seventy yards. So yeah, seventy yards. If he does seventy yards and still thirty five thirty yards in receiving, then that's a hundred yards. So I can see him getting seventy yards a game, carrying the ball seventy yards a game. And then catch the ball thirty yards a game. And you trust him as your number one run, starting running back? No. Well, possibly. He's my number fifteenth back selected, fourteenth back selected. Yes. But he's the number okay. one back for the Niners. Yes, that's what I meant. Okay. And then, so well, he wouldn't be number one. He'd be a number two, and he'd be a top number two back Likely. in both yeah. team leagues. Yeah, likely, yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, because a, a lot of people, see, a lot of people may, um, yeah, number two back. Well, I mean, it depends on how, you, how your uh, your league selects, too. So, I mean, hopefully, if you're playing in a league that you know how each player, each team selects because you've been in the league for a while, then, um you might be able to squeeze him out as your number one back and still uh, be selecting him, or he might still be the 15th back selected. Depends on how the league selects and what's your, you know, what your, your goals are. Sure. You gotta, sure. A, 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 drafting, drafting up in your number one and number two rounds is a, a big, a big strategy. And this is based off how your, uh, how your team, other teams around you pick and what you expect them to pick. Now, if you're in a league that you've been in for, I don't know, 15 years and there's only been four or five uh, teams, you know, player or owners difference, and you still can't, you know, figure it out because the owners have no clue as to what they're doing um, when they pick, <laughs> then that's tough too. Right. Yeah, yeah. Or pick players that, yeah, like you said, there's no clue, and then all of a sudden this player goes off the board and it just messes everything up. Everything up. Horrible. Um, now, speaking of, of teams, uh, the Buffalo Bills need a wide receiver. I think right now, talking about the Colts need a receiver, 
Bills also need a wide receiver. Um, I sent you four, or in, in an article, I can't remember who it was by, but they had four listed. Of those, of those four, I think it was what Dontrell Inman, uh, and Des Bryant, Jeremy Macklin, and I can't remember who the other one was. But of those four, which which four do you think? Which one of the four do you think is probably the best fit? For the Buffalo Bills, um, I'm not sure how much money they have to spend, but if just like if you can just pick any of them, I would probably go with um, Backlund. Um, just because he has a better history, uh, I think, than the rest of them um, in receiving. He's just more of a trusted hand, I think. He he's definitely slowed down a little bit though. I mean, Jeremy Macklin, uh, I think, in his like eight year or something. Seventh year. Yeah. So he's definitely slowed down a little bit, but he's still um a good route runner, um, which plays a big big huge role in uh, receiving more than uh and I and if you run your route perfectly then that can um outweigh uh speed, believe it or not, in um the NFL. So they um Running routes is, I think, more important to me than speed, but you do need both. So once your speed drops to a certain point, you're just no longer able to play the game. But Jeremy Macklin, I think, can still play, um, and I think he um, can run the routes perfectly for you. So I will go with Mac. Yeah, I like Macklin a lot, too. Um, the – I think the really only issue there, and it depends on on Zay Jones and his health. I don't know if you remember the story or not, but and I think I sent it to this was this was months ago. This was like five months ago, or if not longer, where um, Zay Jones went a little nutty. He uh, took his clothes off in the hotel, um, praised Jesus, and uh, cut his wrists. And put I think Jesus on the wall in his own blood and yeah, he he, he was a little he went a little crazy. Um and uh he he's healthy now I think. So the reason why I bring him up is because he's sort of like a Jeremy Macklin kind of um player. So just to give a a, a con side to that is is the fact that he he might um, sort of take that slot away from from Macklin. Um, what, what, what's your take on on Jez Bryant? What, do you see him finding a team at all, or do you think that he's or, or what? Because it's kind of strange that he hasn't signed yet, don't you think? Um, yeah, I think it is a little strange, but I think by now I, it's one of those things I mentioned earlier in this um, our this session. I think his name is outweighing his ability to sell. In other words, he's supposed to get um, a certain amount of money like because he is Des Bryant, but he's, his worth isn't – I mean, his abilities and his, you know, have declined past that. So a lot of teams just shy away from big names like that because they know they have to pay him. I believe they know they have to pay him the next amount because they're, you know, he's Des Bryant or who's whoever – but they know he has. He's not worth it. So, um, 
I think he'll be be uh, joining uh, CBS as an announcer here shortly, and we'll see how that works out. Okay, okay, that's that's one way to put it. I, he's definitely um, a character, and yeah, I, I could I could see that happening. I mean, it happened to Terrell Owens, and it happened to oh, who was it just recently? Um, I can't remember, but it was another receiver that was sort of a Des Bryant-like where in trouble, in and out of trouble and um, not so special for the locker room and had a high salary because he's a veteran and not the skills to match that salary. So there he is in a booth. Uh, So why not, you know, why not Des Bryant as well? Try him out and see how he does. Because it seems like it's the thing to do. You know, you're a wide receiver and you don't, you can't be on a team. So, Announcing, why not, right? Yeah, um, and uh, doing a little bit of research, it looks like the Saints and the Ravens are also interested in Des Bryant. But yeah, I, I was like, well, I, um, I'm not going against what we were talking about, though. I think yeah, we're, CBS is uh, definitely putting in an interest in uh, um, Des, and I think that uh, well, he'll be um, announcing games. I don't think he's going to do very well though. I don't think he's going to do so. You might see him announce one or two games and then probably uh, ask them to, you know, retire or something. <laughs> that would be quite interesting. I, I, yeah, I, they probably put him as a Tampa Bay announcer, Tampa Bay Buccaneer announcer games and see how he does and, you know, go from there. Does, does, yeah, you, you always know who the good announcers are and who the bad by the time the games roll out and, and they're matched with with those games. So if they're getting like Tampa Bay versus, I don't know, the 49ers, um, you know, it, they're not probably the best announcers in, in the NFL. Yeah. They might fly them out to like Italy or something for a football game or whatever. The next one is overseas, you know, for Jacksonville, Jacksonville was last year. Uh, they might throw them out to you know, like a, a Cleveland Browns or something, whoever's going overseas. They might have them announced that one. I don't know, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Keep them out there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one more quarterback we I want to discuss before we go is uh, Deshaun Watson, and they the Texans seem to feel like, yeah, you know, we're gonna let you just be you. And uh, last year during practice, he was who he was and tore his ACL. Do you, what, what do you do if you're the owner of the team and have Deshaun Watson who blew the doors open um, as a rookie? Do you let him be Deshaun Watson or do you go, okay, let, let, let's slow this down. You're the future of our franchise. I, I kind of not want you to run as much as you do. No, um, you gotta, you gotta let him, um, you gotta let him run. Um, you gotta let him be the next uh, Russell Wilson, if possible, and uh, just make plays. Or you know, the next Michael Vick can make plays. And you know, you can't worry about anything else. You can't worry about injuries or anything else like that. So um, you just have to open, you have to maximize your your potential in each player. And and in his case, you got you got to let him um, tear it up. 
And you, you're okay with paying someone that kind of money to, I guess, tear it up and take a chance of tearing up his leg? Yeah, I am. Um, I would say my call, and yeah, I have to be. Um, plus, the fans they want to they want to see all that. They want to see things nowadays. They want to see the quarterback run for like 25 yards or something. And extend the plays and uh, extend the downs and things like that. I don't know. I, I just have a hard time with my quarterback being hurt and being my meal ticket to uh, fans coming in and just having this guy hurt all the time. Well, I mean, I don't want him playing, you know, to where he's going to make any injuries worse or anything. But, I'll, you know, I'm not going to shy away from risk either. Now, do I want him to be a J.J. Watt and always oh, seems to be recently always hurt? No, I don't want that. But um, I do want, you know, fans to be excited about my team. Well, how are they going to be excited about your team if the dude is always hurt? I mean, obviously, he, exactly. if you keep letting him run the ball, he's going to get hurt. No, not necessarily. That's not true. Not always. Does he expose himself when getting hurt? And Yes. But look at the rules today. That's going to reduce um, injury by quite a, uh, quite a bit because no one's allowed to go parallel to the ground. Or touch you with their helmet. Okay. When I say touch you with the helmet, I'm not talking face mask. I'm talking earpiece. You can't have you can't your earpiece can't touch the guy. Okay, but most most ACL injuries or knee injuries occur mm-hmm. when they're they're not in contact. They they occur not in contact injuries. Their guy plants his leg to make a turn or whatever, and it blows. They're not usually with a defender uh, contact with them. Yeah, but can we say this about all receivers too? And running backs? I, yeah, I, I think that that yeah, that's pretty much the case. It's a non-contact injury. Usually it's right. an ACL tear. No, and I don't want that to happen to my quarterback, but um, I'm not going to reduce my, my receiver's um, or cut them down in any, any fashion to prevent potential injury. I'm just going to, you know, run the plays as, you know, as see fit. And, um, yes, have risk on the field, but it's, it's a risky game. You have to keep going. So do you ever make that call? Or do you always just – if he's hurt three years in a row, tears his ACL three years in a row, do you do you say okay, well that's enough, or do you always just say okay, well, yeah, you know, you run into a bad string of bad luck. I'm just going to keep moving you out there. Well, if he's if he's got the potential to play the game uh, after so injuries and he's you know his body is like Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck uh, for we're talking a rotator cuff injury. This is the quarterback who uses his shoulder, you know, all the time. That's all he does is, you know, I use that shoulder all the time. Um, I'm not going to 
shy away from any risk for him tearing his rotator cuff again. Um, we're just going to put him out there and have him play the game. I don't know. To me, it just seems like it comes time where enough is enough. You say, okay, we still want you to run, but we just don't want you to run in every single situation that you possibly can run. But you, you seem like that's okay with you. Yeah, it's football. I mean, how many how many players in general have like six different operations in their lifetime? Play football players. You know, I think a lot of them do. It's just the way it's football. It's going to happen. Yeah. All right. I have one more question for you. And it's sort of off topic, but I think it's a very important question. What do you think of Boogie Cousins joining the Golden State Warriors? Boogie Cousins? <laughs> I, I definitely have to look into that one. Oh, that's pretty funny. He, he's back in the Bay. They just signed him uh, yesterday for $3 million. Really? But yeah. then they uh, – how much is – that would be interesting to know. And how much is McGee um, getting paid in the Lakers now? I don't know. $3 million sounds yeah. like uh, money that they could have paid McGee. You sure that they? I don't know. I have to look all that up, man. I don't. I have no idea at this point. I do know that the um, Lakers are are I think top three or top four teams to win the win it all right now as per Vegas odds, which is crazy to me, but they are. And um, I know that the the Warriors they got even losing McGee. I think they've they've improved the team for the. Uh, over the free agency and stuff, which is shocking to hear that the wires got better. So, you know, it's just great. Well, I think the reason why he's he's getting three, $3 million, which is – and I don't know how much DeVell's getting paid, but if it's about the same, um, it's because he won't be ready until I think they are saying either January or February because uh, – of his ACL tear. Okay. All right. Well, usually after an ACL tear, I know um, it takes, you know, at least six months to um, be a hundred percent. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know when he tore yeah. it, but. Talking. And, um, um, basically he'll be a hundred percent in July. It um so. July of next year? Yeah. That's usually how it works, as far as I understand it. After an ACL tear, yeah, they can recover and yes they can play, but they're not playing at a hundred percent like they were before. Uh huh. July would be the end of the is the NBA season. Pretty much. Yep. They better be hope. They better hope that they're in the finals, so that he can be playing at a hundred percent, because that's when it'll be taking effect. Yeah, well, it, it will be even yeah. over. I mean, the season will be over. Yeah, by then. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying, 
Yeah, I'm saying right at finals is because Wow. Okay. Well, hopefully 80% is good enough, I guess, or whatever that, yeah. that percentage will be. Exactly. But I know that I'm pretty sure, you know, they've have, they'll have they be playing with five Oscars on the floor at uh, any given time or something. No worries. So yeah. they'll be okay. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? That That's one. Yeah, they'll be playing with an all-star team. They're playing with an all-star team on the floor every day. And two, I'm okay to include with that. two MVP, two yeah, that to, to include two MVP um, award winners. That's that's insane. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. So I mean, that's it's kind of clear that they they got they're, they're even better than they were last year. So but they are, but I'm not sure why. Uh, I mean, I know they're at the top of the list of the teams who are going to win it again. So I expect that win again, which is interesting. They won't have, I mean, they'll have to go through LeBron, but they may not have to based on how the Lakers um, play out. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, it will be interesting because you know. I, you know, I, I think the the refs will definitely have a hand in that, and we'll see. But yeah, it's, it's going to be fun to fun to watch Houston. I mean, it's going to come down to Houston, L.A., and Golden State, and so one of them will eliminate one. So will be interesting. It'll be fun to watch. Hmm. Yeah. So. so. All right. Well, unless you have anything else to add. I think that'll do it for t- for this week. Good. Awesome. All righty, bro. Take care. Um, and uh, you could follow me at RFL Red Zone, and you could follow my brother at at any nowhere, I guess, because there's no Twitter <laughs> account yet. He's invisible. Um, one day I'll get him to to join Twitter. One day, but not not in the near future, probably. So, anyways, ha- I hope everyone has a a great day out there and a great rest of the week. And happy Fourth to anyone who's celebrating that fireworks day. Happy Fourth, everybody. Hey, All right. All right. All right. Talk bye. to you next week. Bye bye.